You're listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all those people that are listening and at the very moment, we are live to Facebook. So for the one person who asked, are we recording? Well, yeah, but we are live right now. So thanks for asking. It is 6.30 at the moment. I'm hoping that everyone... uh, in this room can kill the volumes just a little bit. I'm hearing myself and it's scaring me. <laughs> well, no, it's not. I actually like it. But, you know, you guys don't need to know that. Um, yeah, we're here for another live to Facebook edition of Soccer Talk in the Park, which is the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. Eh? Eh? No comments? I did it smoothly that this time? That is beautiful. Oh, well <laughs> done. That is beautiful. There we go. Well done. As always uh, with our podcast, I'm joined by Charles O'Toole. Hello, hello. D. Govender. Hi, everyone. And popping in and out of this uh, session is going to be Debbie Ballum, the GM of the club. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Fantastic. I'm fantastic. We have a couple of helpers in here with us today. Uh, we have Jordan. And we have Paget. No, she doesn't. Her name's Paige. I call her Paget because I'm an idiot. But <laughs> that's just the way it goes when you're dealing with goalkeepers. Huh? You become crazy. And I am. Um... So what can we start you off with? We're going to give you a little bit of an update of what's going on around the club for um, the upcoming future, uh, as best as it's laid out by the Alberta Soccer Association and the Alberta Health Services. Uh, We'll have a recap of a parent meeting that we did with the Phoenix groups uh, at the beginning of the week. Um, We'll talk a little bit about the same type of parent information that we're going to be moving forward with with our grassroots and uh, community sessions, which will uh, be going the week of the 8th, I guess, of June. Uh, We'll have some of those. And, um, you know, we're going to get this topic out of the way right away, since we're hoping that most people have have tuned in. Um, I think more of it, and it's going to be funny because the people that aren't on Facebook uh, won't probably hear this but the reason we do this live to facebook is because it's the easiest platform to getting to as many people as we need to get to um their live functions and their live setup is is fantastic and just fits what we want to do um as far as a a club goes and getting our information and uh um you know sort of a, a live podcast out there does that sound good? It sounds good. Well, that sounded good to me. Makes sense to me. Makes sense to me as well. Um, so if you have questions on that, you can uh, always let us know here at the uh, at the offices of the SPDSA, and um, we can uh, figure out questioning and, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, this is going to be for you folks out there to give questions, thoughts, anything you want to know about what's going on and what's coming up. Uh, we'll be more than happy to share that with you. So, as far as club updates go, we are in the midst of planning for... Dun, 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 I wish I had a drum roll. Do I? <laughs> no, I've only got goat sounds. Uh, but it's the same kind of idea. It's uh, We're actually going to get the ball rolling here and have a relaunch as of June 15th. We should be back on the pitch. Uh, barring any changes, that's the start date of soccer back in our community um if there's any issues weather wise or if we do get delayed slightly the next launch window or launch date would be the following monday which would be the 22nd of june but that remember um, is not games it's just no and, th- and that's the whole part we'll get into as far as our updates and stuff go so um we are just going to let you know right now as far as uh things go oh hang on a sec people are you can't hear me can't hear the volume here hang on i'm I'm gonna do a little cranking now you have to let us know because the last time we did this it uh turned out to be a bit of a problem so hang on because this is very sensitive touch sensitive getting better is it getting better is it how about now bueller is it better now (laughs) (laughs) i love that so i'm hoping this will be a little bit more effective as far as the sound goes I've got my producer out in the middle of the hallway there. He's, he's got his thing to his ear there. Is it sounding okay? Um, okay. So I, I, apologies then if the sound, again, we had to make a transition last week in the middle of the show. Can you just to, repeat everything to, you said? To figure out what's going on. Well, this, the, the levels look fantastic on my computer <laughs> here as they're coming through. Um, so yeah, so let's get back to the update of the club here. The relaunch is supposed to go as of June 15th, which will be just a couple of weeks away. And uh, we're in the planning stages right now and, uh, making sure that we are 
ready. We understand the breakdown of the pitches, the how are things going to be set up, the type of drills we're going to do, because everything has to be COVID friendly. Yeah. So, uh, I'm, you know, uh, I, I want to get that out of the way first. We'll discuss it. We'll throw it to Charles and Dee in a minute here to, to make sure that. Um, the biggest thing communication-wise for you to understand, too, is that the club will be sending out communication within the next week on the layouts as well as what we've been asked by the government and the governing bodies to how, how we're going to set up the program that we're going to be doing. Um, I'm going to pass it over to, again, that information will come out early next week. Uh, I'll pass it over to Dee and Charles just to sort of give us a bit of a lay of the land as to what we're planning it, for this eight-week program that we're going to start in the middle of June. Yeah, I'll just uh, I'll just get started by just saying that um, we, you know we've been we've been working with uh, the governing bodies here uh, for a return to training uh, type model for when it comes to our soccer programs. It's going to be in a phase one um, rollout. Uh, just to make sure everybody understands, it's not as simple as is is as it sounds. As it's if the fields are open, hey, we can get out and play. Uh, we ha actually have to be sanctioned by Alberta Soccer and Canada Soccer. Follow the guidelines that they've put in place uh, in order for us to roll out this program. So um, every session that we're going to be, everything that we do uh, from, from now on for our, our return to play uh, has to be technically led and it has to be sanctioned uh, within the guidelines and within our return to train program. So when it comes to what coaches are on the field at what moment, uh, what type of, what is the uh, field set up, um, where we are, the entrance and exit plan, um, injury, uh, how we would deal with injuries, uh, everything that falls in the guidelines uh, for uh, social distancing and the COVID guidelines. Yeah, and, and just to qualify <clears throat> what technically led means, it means the tech people within the club. So that would be the three of us that you see here. Uh, it'll be Andreas Schillen, and it'll be the tech leads that function with each age group for both Phoenix and for the community or, or the grassroots side, they we have to be the ones running the sessions. It's ju it's just the mandate that's come down. So that's just to give you a bit of an idea of when when we're talking tech led, that's what that means. Yeah, I think it's actually brilliant uh, um, for the community program. I think it's going to be awesome that they're you know going to have the opportunity to be to be coached by uh, the excellent uh, technical staff that we have here in, in Sherwood Park. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna be awesome to to bridge a little bit of that gap that we have between the community program and the and the Phoenix program when it comes to technical training. So I'm excited. I'm the community guy out here, so I'm excited for our, our kids in the community program. And I know uh, just with some feedback last night on on the uh, live session that we did, I said that we've got some good news coming up, and there was people very very excited about it. If you if you missed what I had said before. Um, we have to follow strict guidelines from uh, Canada Soccer, Alberta Soccer on a return to uh, return to train model that we have to be set up. Everything has to follow social distancing guidelines. Everything has to be uh, correct within uh, AHS and the the co the COVID um, uh, guidelines as well too. So it's not as simple as if the fields are open and you're free and you're on a team, you just get to go out and play. Well, it's not going to be teams. Uh, you can't just go out with any coach anywhere and just go and practice. Um, we have to be sanctioned by the governing bodies in order to run a soccer program uh, for insurance purposes. If anybody goes out there and just runs a soccer program uh, without being sanctioned by, um, by SPDSA uh, and Alberta Soccer, they are... You know they're they're up to they run the, they run the risk of yeah. getting themselves into trouble and not being able to coach right. ever again. And that's what's been happening too. There's been a few incidents <clears throat> incidents uh, down in Calgary where that's occurred. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know what's happening if they found out who the coaches were or who the teams were at the moment, but I know they're looking into that matter. Yeah, and I, I mean, it, and they're serious about it. I I mean, it's not only. Uh, you know, policing the coaches, so to speak. But I know that there's actually, I, I, I don't know if it was just in the city of Edmonton, but I know there's a, there's like a group almost like, a, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Almost like peace officers that can walk around and find you 
for not social distancing. Or if you've got a program running that's supposed to follow a guideline and you're not following that guideline, that too can go back to the club. So the club yeah. can be fined for we not were, having things set up appropriately. We were just at SAP right now, just uh, you know, getting together our field set up and how we would want to run it. And we had uh, a bunch of us out there, you know, putting out cones and things like that. And and the police office, uh, a peace officer was in the parking lot, didn't stop us or didn't do anything, but he was he was there, right? So um, they're they're around and and they're and making sure that everybody's up to up to par with what, what's going on. So. It's, um, we know that it's, uh, might seem or sound a little bit too, um, you know, rigid or restricted. restricted. Yeah. Yeah. However, um, it does get confusing though when they've opened up the playgrounds and kids can go and play in the skate parks and they can go play and there's no social distancing happening there, but we can't play soccer. Yeah. It's amazing because we were actually up at Millennium Place in the fields up there just again breaking down how we were going to uh, set things up and make sure that we are abiding by all the procedures that we've been given so far. And that was the one thing we all commented on was the skateboard park. No, yeah. <laughs> there's like 25 kids skating around in there and no real distancing. Oh, and there was none. I, I just, uh, you know, it's, it, it begs you to, to wonder what, where they're coming up with the idea. I know the principles behind all the uh, information that's being handed out is sound and it's there. I know everyone wants to get out and, and do their business and, and, and get back to some sense of uh, normality, if you want to call it that. Um, but I, I'm telling you right now, if we're not careful, things are going to blow up again. We're going to be shut down. It'll be even worse because the blow up will be worse than the original. And oh, yeah. uh, we've just got to be so careful with, with, with what we do. And you know? Yeah, and you know what? I give I give credit to all of all of the the people here that we've been working really really hard day in and day out yeah. to make sure that we we think about you know everything as, as much as we can, right? So where where it's sanitized stations, uh, where there you know people at different points uh, having people get to their fields and things like that in a proper fashion, making sure we have enough spacing in between the grids and, and the, the coaches that we have in the field, we all, they're all going to go through a, a training protocol. And, and so we have people that know the guidelines, understand the guidelines and are we able to, to deliver that to the kids as well too. And, and we'll be sending out communication about uh, how, how that's going to work for with the kids as well too, when they arrive at the field. Yeah. So parents have to drop off and kind of go and things like that. So there's been a lot of detail into it and, and we're not unprecedented times right now. So we just have to, you know, try to stay as positive as you can. It's not going to be perfect. The first couple of days are probably going to be, you know, trying to get used to things as we get, a, you know, a bunch of kids and it's going to be a little bit rocky for sure. I guess that's how things will go. Um, and, and I think it's about <clears throat> bearing with us as well, yeah. understanding that having the kids get out there to play football again and just to start, even if it's just, the simplest of drills they're out of the house there's an hour on the grass with the ball with a coach with other players around them that's got to lend itself to the to the psychological part of uh you know young players and young athletes getting back into the action being around it getting stuck in that's it's huge oh yeah like uh it's going to be different for everybody. Oh, out for there. sure. And then, like even even us coming up with some some drills, uh, we still maintain the social distancing, and we're <laughs> so used to having the kids being physically in, in contact. You know, in that competitive part of it. Yeah. So it's making us a little bit more creative to think out of the box a little bit as well. Yeah. And how we can bring this all together and still keep them engaged, still keep them active. Yeah. And you know, keep their skills up in there as well. For sure. And, and again, I'll recap the fact that I know we were having some troubles uh, earlier in the in the broadcast, but uh, communication-wise, there will be a communication from the club laying out how this is going to look and, and how the sessions hopefully will develop for each um, each each park that we're going to be at. So it's going to be a combination of uh, Phoenix and community at Millennium Place. It'll be a combination of uh, uh, community and grassroots at um, SAP as well. And uh, it'll be between both of those. Yeah, um, so... Uh, have we got have we got some questions already there? Yeah, just yeah. I'll just fire away then. There's a couple questions. So uh, Dave Gordon, you just mentioned missed the parent meeting. So uh, we've been doing some parent meetings for those of you that are on the on the video as well too. Yeah. 
you know, hang on a sec. I, sorry, Dave, we're, we're going to get to it. I, I got to take a one minute break here for the podcast. That was the next thing on our list was to recap the meeting that you missed. So uh, if you could just bear with us for this uh, little break here, um, you're listening to Sherwood Park District Soccer Association's Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the club. And we'll be right back. This episode of Soccer Talk in the Park is sponsored by Icon Experience Photography, the SPDSA's official photographer. And we're back. <laughs> that didn't take that long, huh? I can hear a click track going in the background here. I'll just turn that off. Fantastic. Love you a long time. So getting back, we had a question just before the break here on uh, our lovely podcast portion in regards to recapping the parent meeting that was uh this past Monday that just happened. So be my guest, E and Charles, we can uh, tuck into it. I know the first first meeting was more geared to the Junior Phoenix program, and the second half of that was geared to the, to the Phoenix. 13 to the 17s Phoenix yeah. program. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, with these, uh, these are can be made available to you. You just have to contact the office, and we can send you out a copy of... Uh, the, pr the, the actual presentation, presentation the uh, PowerPoint that we did, uh, all that information can be given to you. You just have to uh, email the club and we can get it to you. Yeah. So um, if there's a Coles Nose version, we just, uh, we, what we did is we went over uh, the club's philosophy. Uh, we talked about uh, what it is um, to be a part of, you know, the Sherpark Park District Soccer Association, the the roles and responsibility, uh, the, the roles that parents play, the coaches play, players play. We like to call it the six components of the Phoenix identity. Um, and it consists of our, our playing philosophy, um, our players, our crest, our, our coaches and players. Uh, and also the learning points that we have for coach education, things like that. And I hope I got all six. Do you want, you want to pull up the, <laughs> no, the screen right <laughs> here? Sorry. So the, we just went over that. We talked about how we, how we want to develop our soccer players. Um, what we're looking like at the Junior Phoenix uh, stage is what we want out of the development of soccer players, the expectations of coaches and what they should be looking to, uh, to provide to the players to develop. Um, we are focusing on in the junior Phoenix stage in all stages of, of, of our programs is looking at, at the long-term player development. And it's a word that's thrown out there, but it's, it's, it's definitely, uh, something that we want to key in on, on looking at development over results, especially at the junior Phoenix stage. Uh, we want to welcome players in. We want to, we want people and parents and, and those that are proud to be a part of the, the Phoenix program and those who want to be a part of the Phoenix program, um, for a long time. And then, and, and I love Charles has a coins, a very, very good term here and I'll let him, let him discuss it. But I think he says a lot about, we want to be a destination and, um, and instead of, you know, so Charles, I'll let you take on from there, but yeah, we just, we want to make sure that we, we set our kids, uh, that our players that are coming in, uh, that we want to give them uh, an optimal uh, opportunity to develop. Uh, we want to make sure that our parents know that they're they're welcome within the club. They are they will have a they they will have a voice. They they are part of the developmental scheme within the Phoenix identity, and we've got to be proud to wear that Phoenix jersey, that Phoenix badge on our on our chest. Wow! Yeah. Like we said, fantastic. <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> Thank Sorry, you. it was. I just, I just like listening to your goal. It's, it's like he gets, it's a, like, he gets in a role, like doesn't a wind he? Up passion, <laughs> passion gets on that role, and the passion comes out. <laughs> yeah, so like Dee was saying there, like uh, and Sherwood Park here, we want this to be a destination for both coaches and players, and we want to be a cradle to grave uh, association. Mm -hmm. So we get the kids in young. Like Dee's done a fantastic job with our, our Rise and Shine Academy, starting at our U twos. <laughs> yeah, nice and young there, and he's That's the ideal guy to doing that. Yeah, yep. yeah, he's fantastic at that. He joins right in with them. And the kids just love him, and uh, this is us setting uh, the seed at that year, early age for the love of the game. And then obviously we want these people and kids and adults playing right through till. Till my age, I guess. Well, did, didn't we? There was one um, a coaches appreciation night we had, and the goalkeeper was eighty. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was yeah. eighty he years MVP. old. MVP, and he got MVP he of the kids. tournament. Yeah. So that's I'm reaching for things that aren't there, um, which is awesome. <laughs> I mean, there you go, two year old to eighty year olds on our pitch, SPDSA. Yeah. That's Love what we're all about. We're yeah. all about that. That's what we want to be all be all inclusive as well. All inclusive yeah. is the way it should be. And we want to be on the same page, right? We want we want parents to understand that um, if your son or daughter is is 
being successful at the age of nine, um, just continue to support them. If they're not successful at the age of nine, just continue to support them. However, we're we're not a club that that will tell you that we need to tier teams at U nine and U ten. We're a club that says we are looking down the road at you know potentially when they enter that U thirteen stage. That's when we are looking to make sure that we put people into the right spots. But from that U nine junior Phoenix stage, you are going to develop, you're going to develop your own personal individual skills in a team setting. You're going to, to feel confident, be comfortable on the ball. Um, and we have to have parents, coaches and players understand that it's not about results. Um, there's no scores or standings in the leagues. Yes. Okay. There, there, people will know what the scores of the game. Uh, people might know what, um, you know, whose team has better players, but this is about long-term player development. If you want to be a part of our club, you're going to be a part of our club to develop. And it's our job as a technical staff to put your child into the right uh, place for them to be successful, uh, and it's and by tiering teams at U nine and U ten, it's probably uh, not what not what it's not the, it's not the way we want to go. I, I mean, as you start to progress and get older, I know there may be some talk of that, and with the older age groups, it really depends. It it's from year to year, from season to season, that can change, and it'll it'll change the outlook of the technical people within the club to make that decision on whether or not to tier a program. I, I, yeah, I mean, we're doing the right steps, you know. Yeah. It's, it's all about development. It's not about results. And it's just the fact that we have to communicate that out and educate that to the parents mm-hmm. in there. The kids, they're just out there to play. They're out to have fun. Yeah. It's it's when we have the parents that sort of change that game, change that mm-hmm. aspect. No, coaches as well too, right? I, I think it's about coach education and parent education yeah. because some some we do have uh, volunteer coaches in our program and, and we have to make sure that both coaches – uh, and parents and players and our technical staff, uh, everybody with that wants to be a part of our club. Yeah. That we are, we are, you know, singing from the same song sheet. Yeah, every there is nothing wrong, and, and with a parent wanting the best for your child, wanting them to progress, be pushed, whatever it may be. But at the end of the day, it's still a game, and it's your child's game, not yours. So as long as we're all on that same page and we're doing what's best for them. Uh, as far as their growth goes, I mean, that's what we're here for. That's what we're trained to do is to bring the best out of the players that we can to help them succeed and progress up the ladder. Hopefully instilling some thoughts, some life skills as well that go along with sport and what happens outside of sport. A holistic approach. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Player-centered, holistic approach. Yeah, so I mean, it's encompassing everything um, for these players from inside the sport and outside the sport, hopefully. And, and, and hopefully it'll be on the same page with you parents as much as you know, or yeah. as much as you'd like Yeah, to for know. sure. And, and I, I think that if, uh, you know, being in this pandemic has kind of taught us anything, uh, we for sure as a technical staff have, uh, will be, you know, will do a, a better job or, or try to improve a job on, on making sure we communicate, uh, the, the things that we are looking for for the different types of programs, right? Junior Phoenix, you know, what we're looking for, Phoenix program, when the PDP comes in, those things will be communicated. And now, um, you know, being able to be on Zoom meetings and or team meetings like what it is, we, we could potentially have an easier way of, of connecting with people that want to make sure that they are looking and putting their, their child in the right place for, for the long term. Yeah. Um, just another thought right now uh, as we're going through this. I, I, I know we're, we've asked... If you want to have questions, if you want to There's fire in the questions, in. you can. I can There's see uh, I can see Paige feverishly writing the questions down as she sees them so she can hand them off to us. I'm going to try and set it up for our next Facebook Live that I can take phone calls in here too. So as long as you are careful with your language, um, and there is a bit of a delay here anyway, so I can cut you off just as quick. Well, I got, um, got one. I got a question here. So, uh, my, hey, let me finish the next thought though. So we, we may be able to take phone calls for the next one. That's basically what I want to get out, but we'll set that up and let you know. Go ahead. So, uh, Jason's asking if there are no games or, uh, limited games, Move will closer. there be, there you go. Sorry. I have to look away. From <laughs> I, my glasses on. I forget you don't have your glasses <laughs> on. No worries. Yeah. Will there be a full refund or partial refund for a short season? So um, the way that the, what things are going to work, so just so everybody knows, we're we're planning a return to train program. Uh, the program is going to run, and I think um, 
Uh, we'll have a couple more questions about that. But the way the program will be run is going to be uh, as if it was a skill center or uh, an academy style where uh, there's no evaluations, there's no teams made, but there's age groups and, and, and things like that where we group players in to follow within the guidelines. So um, we'll take a, a U17 group, let's just say if they've got you know 40 kids that are registered, uh, uh, within the the tiers, we'll make sure that we we look at the registration, see where they they've looked uh, to tier, and we'll make groups out of them to make sure they get on the field. Um, the program, th when it comes to refunds, so whatever you paid for your normal fees will not be the same fees that uh, we charge for this program. Uh, it'll it'll be significantly lower. Um, so I'm not sure. I think the Phoenix fees are. Yeah. So, so I think, I think basically the way the fee structure is going to work, uh, and, and, and this is a give and take I'm giving you, these aren't cast in stone numbers, but they're pretty darn close to it. So I think because the Phoenix players, um, there's the option for them, not the option. They will be going three days a week, three times a week, two during the week, one on the weekend. That'll be, I believe a $300 value. The program that we're hoping to run is eight weeks long. So it'll go from the middle of June to the middle of August. Again, all this information will be sent to you early next week. We've got a communication that'll be coming out, which will lay everything out and you can take your time with it. So if you're only catching part of this right now, it's not cast in stone. Wait till you get the communication coming in. Uh, on the grassroots side, the community side, I believe it's $210. Uh, it's two sessions a week. and Give or take, right? Uh, like, yeah, give or take. take and, 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 and as far as the money, if you've paid money into the system already, your money will go towards that already. If there's leftover stuff that yeah. can be pushed to the indoor season, I believe, or refunded. you can get it refunded. Um, my thoughts would be because now that we're starting moving, by the time we get into that indoor season, we'll be into a different phase of this whole thing. And again, it depends on the province of Alberta and how people want to take this COVID thing seriously or not, because come the indoor season, that's when the supposed second wave of this COVID thing is supposed to strike. Uh, it's normal flu season sort of starts, starts in September ish. Doesn't it? Uh, September, uh, flu, October, yeah, October, November. Yeah. So those. I mean, and then, then that's, that's just basically why they're trying to open things up slowly and everything goes slowly is so we can actually factor all that time frame in. And if we're following all the guidelines we have to, there should be no problem with moving forward. So getting back to the monetary stuff, if you've paid already quite a bit or enough for a full season and we're only doing a partial now, you can push that other money into the indoor season. So now you're not having to worry about paying for it because you've already paid. Or, I, I, like I suggest, or like Dee just suggested, you take that one chunk and then you can get a refund of the, the stuff that is extra. Yeah, so we've got another question here, a couple of questions from Sabrina. She's saying that the U.S. tournaments are opening up. Is the SPSA still planning to host the July ID tournament? And will the national year be moved up to U18 to make up for this season? Uh, as that stands right now, uh, if it's a TOPS program, the ID camp you were talking about, that has been postponed right now. They're possibly looking at doing it at an August date. Uh, that hasn't been uh, finalized yet. We're still working on that with uh, Kira McCormick, who is the organizer of it there as well. Uh, as far as the nationals go, uh, we've heard nothing from... Uh, Canada sure. Soccer or ASA about uh, uh, about whether that's up going to U eighteen. Yeah, yeah. I, it's, I, it's not. We I, haven't heard nothing and I yet. Th I think it, it, all we can actually give you is the information that we have now. And I know I feel for the for both the CSA and the ASA because they're at the whim of the the governments, the national government and our provincial governments in regards to guidelines and how things will operate. So I don't know. I, I, I've, I've talked to the, some people at the uh, ASA who have gone through nine different variations of how this is supposed to go. And every time they send something into the government, something else gets changed. So as Charles just alluded to, nothing's been canceled as far as nationals go, but we have no idea on how it'll be laid out and for what age groups. I, I want to think that they're probably still going to do something. Uh, but again, where they do it, that might change as well. Because I think they had original layouts 
of where, what province was going to be handling which age group and event. Yeah. And I think that's totally going to change. So um, you pointing at Pete's out there? I think for the U15s that has changed. Oh, sorry. Um, we're, and don't know where, you kind of see it, but we're talking to Debbie out in the uh, hallway there. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so like, I, as in the fact of like them changing to U18, um, not sure, we don't know at all. Don't foresee that that could happen, but we don't know for sure. We can't answer to that. Yeah. Um, Alicia just uh, asked here if if no games are happening, will assessments be required for this? Not for this program. Uh, if you're registered uh, in our program, um, whether it be community or Phoenix, you will have the option to be a part of this program. Um, you will have the option to to opt out. You'll have the option to split, like DW said. Uh, push some of the that extra money into the indoor season, things like that. So no, there's no formal assessment. Uh, we are thinking that the next formal assessment yeah. would be for the indoor season. And it um, would look to be probably the end of August, probably more the yeah. beginning of September is when we would do those assist assessments, either a week or two weeks that we might be given. Depending. Yeah, like, yeah it's going to be a really, really quick turnaround yeah. if that does happen. So that's why we're asking everybody who is registered to stay registered within the program because it makes everybody's job a lot easier yeah. so if we do get some sort of resemblance of a season then we can get the kids out and playing and up and running asap yeah hang on a sec folks we're going to take another quick break here for the podcast and uh you know uh we'll get back to your questions because there's a sheet full of them here and i got no problems with spending the time answering them so um you're listening to soccer talk in the park the official podcast of the sherwood park district soccer association we'll be right back This episode of Soccer Talk of the Park is sponsored by Icon Experience Photography, the SPDSA's official photographer. And we're back. You're listening to Soccer Talk of the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. I feel bad when I tell people to be quiet on the on the podcast. No, sorry about that. No, bad. I should know better. It's not my first podcast. It's not your first rodeo. He's wound up tonight. He is he's, wound he's, up tonight. He's, he's going. You know what? He's just that, done a video session. It's like pumped. those that Look, toy is just I had, smashing away. I just had a, a, a live session with uh, the U forty the U six program, and so you're wound there was up a, a bit. there was a little girl. There was a little girl on there, and she was kitted out. She was she was in her garage. She had the SPDSA nice. Timbits jersey, shorts and socks. So she, she was she is gonna be. She's going to be a player. Ready to go. Yeah. She's a player now. <laughs> He's going to be a player. Christine Sinclair better be where. I graduated from the Rise and Shine Academy. Yeah, she was, <laughs> she was great. <laughs> so the last question we were just working on with yeah. regards to, uh, what was assessments? it? With, the, the assessments portion of it. Yeah. Um, so, so, so the program we're setting up here, if you had registered because you wanted to try out in the Phoenix, that's where you're going to be. You're going to start off in that realm. Um, if you decided that, you know, it, you just wanted to go more the recreational side and just stick with grassroots, that's where you're going to start off there as well. Um, and again, no movement in between. It's about getting your child out on the pitch again, getting touches, getting around soccer again, getting around coaches again, and hearing things through as far as uh, just the way we play the game and working on those skill levels. Yeah, um, absolutely. So we got another question here about uh, are we planning a, I'm guessing it's a July camp, which would be Strive for Excellence. Um, we are we are still in talks about that. We are we want to make sure that we deliver um, a very good pr return to train program first. Uh, it, if, I'll just say, if the guidelines or the, the restrictions. social risk restrictions get... Social um, lifted, lifted a little bit more potentially that that could be in phase two. Um, the the difficult thing about running a, a camp like a strive for excellence is that um, a, a majority of the of the program revolves around us, us playing games or us being in little one v one activity or, or little activities or games, small side of games, things Physical like that. Physical distancing is very difficult in a camp of that size yeah. with that many players. For, and, for, and for that long, yeah, right? For, exactly. For, right. for five, so hours five hours to stand in, in a box yeah. for a kid and not having, it's just going to be, it's going to be a little bit of a tough one. So the way that we're going about our return to train up, uh, 
that we're going to be providing, you know, in the evenings, uh, it's, you know, it's an hour long. Um, it's in to get some training quick, get, get some interactions, just getting back, going getting back on the field. So to be out on the field for a, a five hour session, um, in that, in those parameters, we feel might not be in the best interest for player development. Um, so we're, we're still working on that though. Yeah. I mean, it's not something we've said no to completely. I, I think no. the biggest portion of that is the international people we were going to bring in. Obviously we can't do it. They're not allowed to fly anywhere. We're, you know, international flights aren't coming in. So those folks wouldn't have been available anyways. That being said, we've got a fantastic tech staff here at the club. Uh, a lot that have played at the professional level, a lot that have, uh, worked at the national level. So I think the programming that would happen even without those international people should still be fantastic and something that the kids would want to get involved with, but it all comes down to whether we're allowed to do it or not. That's right. We're at the mercy of COVID. Yeah. And, and again, I hearken back to folks on Facebook that are listening. I mean, if we can restrict ourselves to doing what we need to do as far as following guidelines go, this will, this will all get back to some semblancy. I, I mean, it, it'll never be normal again. It'll be, a little bit different and it'll always be a little bit different, but at least some kind of normal would be what we want to get back to. Um, any other questions there that are, uh, yeah, worth so, uh, Michelle's asking, will indoor registration be in August? Like usual, that is what we're planning on. Yeah. Yeah. Should everything go ahead? Yes. We'll definitely be looking at doing that. Hopefully we are again, maybe having assessments in August, early, early September, September yeah. uh, to do that. Uh, so yes, that's, that is the plan. Yeah. I mean, and, and I know that everyone in the world is getting back to, again, some normal lifestyle and flow. Uh, so I don't know how many people out there are going to be taking their summer holidays, taking time off. So I know we had originally thought that, well, the season was going to be different anyways, but we'd go the eight weeks. We'd give two weeks off at the end of uh, August there to allow the families that normally would take holiday time at that time to go on their holidays uh, and then look to, to, to get back at it in September. You know, if things change and we get more information from people out there that they want stuff to happen, we'll look to do some things that'll, uh, uh, you know, hopefully get ourselves on the field again more often. Yeah. I've uh, got a question from Paul. Uh, will coaches be able to assist the tech leads once technical uh, session starts? Um, we're, we're in discussion about that. I think that we potentially might need some uh, volunteers uh, within but, that. However, we still have to go through the, the what the protocols from the governing bodies are first in order for us to do that. Yeah, um, so again, it's not a team-based event. This is individual skill center style, academy style training. So although you'll be in the same age groups with like-minded players, there is no team concept in here. Uh, this is purely getting back to the sport, a relaunch to the sport, and for us to get going. I think it'll be tech-driven, which is all the TLs and the tech directors here on the pitch running things. I think we're looking to have some senior coaches that have been with the programs, uh, also assisting in both the community side mm. and the Phoenix side. So uh, that will come again. We're, we're still in, in talks and then we've got word out there to different people and asking if they're available. Um, so that it, it, it's, it's a process. It's happening and will be done and set by the time the 15th rolls around. Uh, another question here. Is there zero chance of games this outdoor season or just training for the, for outdoor? Well, it's, yeah, again, it's all depends on the COVID and what happens here. Like, as sooner we get uh, the sanctioning lifted, uh, there is a slim possibility of it occurring. We haven't ruled that out whatsoever mm. in there. There may be a delayed season. It may be like August, September. Uh, that's one of the possibilities that are on the table right now. Uh, but, yeah, there's... Nothing is cancelled for sure. And that's right the now. that's the toughest part for us as a club, getting information out to you guys, the members. It's it's because things change daily, things change hourly here. Um, so for us, it makes things a little bit tougher in regards to giving you guys definitive answers. Um, and again, we're trying to as much. That's why we've gone to this Facebook Live. 
thing a little bit more often. So A, you can ask questions of us um, and, and, and B, so we can hopefully have more information each time we do this. We'll have something different that we can add and we can um, let you know about, which will hopefully give everyone uh, some sort of <laughs> under, understanding of what we're looking at and where we're going. Yeah. Uh, so next one from Lisa. How many players would be on the field for three times a week feeding sessions? Um, so right now, I believe uh, guidelines are that we are allowed to have a ma- about up to 50 people as of now on, on the pitch. Um we haven't we haven't solidified a number yet. However, it, it's looking like it'll be twenty per half per half, and Plus two coaches. staff yeah. that are on each half. So in total, you're we're going to have forty four people on one field. But I mean, the measured out that we did at Millennium alone on one half of a field easily you, accommodates. You could easily, easily accommodate. You 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 can actually fit twenty five. 10 by 10 grids with spacing with spacing in between on each half. So that that's accommodates tons of room to move with a ball. Um, again, being individual based and the ability to still manipulate a ball, move, dribble, uh, turn, doing all that sort of stuff in the space that you'll have is still amazing. Um, and, and we're lucky that we have such a facility with such a size that we can we can deal with it. Even SAP, they went out the SAP and we measured it out. And the, the same size grids we could fit up, we could fit 20 per half and still have spacing for everybody. So it, it, it's looking really good as far as the spacing goes. But again, the numbers could shift depending on what the government's final say to us is when we roll this out. Yeah, and, and we would probably, I think 20 would probably be at the very the top max. end. Yeah, I, I would say that we would be looking, you know, in the groups of, I would say, in the from in the between fifteen and, and twenty to have group set up. But we can, we know that we, what our maximum is, and our probably be about twenty per field. Uh, I don't think that we would want to have more than that. Um, but yeah, I think that we, it, the thing, the the layout that we have, um, we will be able to have. A, plenty of players on the field and it'd be the same for the community program as well too um everything's going to be run the same uh community program and and the phoenix program that we're putting together within yeah. this they're going to be run the same way with the same tech staff uh with the same engagement uh the only difference is is that the community program is two days a week and the phoenix program uh or the the more competitive program is three is three yeah, yeah. so another couple of questions here are, yeah. are is phoenix getting new uniforms what <laughs> So no, we wow. can't drop the ball. We haven't even, no. we haven't even thought about that. You, new, new uniforms, you know, I don't know about that. Uh, we can't <laughs> drop in the bomb on that. We have to, you know, we're tight-lipped. Maybe, you know, check over your email soon. Maybe, I don't know. But Wow. Listen no, to Dee. Uh, I hope no. you have a lot of money. He's <laughs> yeah, so no, no. throwing stuff out there. He doesn't maybe, know. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. what. I'm not seeing much stick to the walls <laughs> yeah. here. So, And the other one was, are children still able to register? Yes, you can. You can still register in the programs right now. Yeah. Well, if you, you got to do it quick, right? Um, because we have a, a quick turnaround as soon as we get started. So if you have registered or deregistered or, or, or whatever it is, um, there's only, there's going to be limited spots. Yeah, to, there, I can tell you right now, there is limited spots yeah. in all the sessions right now. And that's based on people who have registered currently, both in Phoenix and, and in community. And those numbers are shrinking fast. Uh, again, because of the number of staff we have and the spaces that we're allowed to use with regards to amount of people on a field, um, those numbers are getting tighter and tighter for what's still available for people out there. So if you haven't registered, as Dee was just alluding to, you had better jump on the board right now. <laughs> Uh-oh, question? Yeah, so the question Thoughts? is, is um, you know, which technical directors will be hosting the Phoenix U9, U10 tech sessions? Um, we haven't we haven't gotten to that uh, that stage where we've inputted coaches yet. Uh, but it's actually changed twice alone. Today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it, it's uh, it's de- it's all depending on the uh, the coaches' availabilities that we have, our TLs and and our tech directors. However, um, you know, I can I can tell you for sure, every single coach that we have in our program uh, is a licensed and qualified uh, t- uh, 
technical lead or technical director in our in our program they've all gone through um you know the they've all gone through what we're looking for in player development uh, they are excellent uh, people, yeah. um, you know, inside and out there. You'll get to know probably a few different familiar, if, different, uh, different faces, different really. faces or faces different. you've seen around yeah. the club, but not may have had an opportunity to work with. Uh, you'll get that opportunity now. And that's going to yeah. be good for the, the community side because now yeah, they'll, they'll be able to put. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. I think it's uh, for sure. For I sure. think this is, I don't know, this is maybe, maybe me just being a little selfish. I think it's awesome for. Um, if you are in a, in a community program, I think it's just, you know, amazing that you'll be able to, to be, uh, you know, led by, um, qualified coaches, like what you're going to have and not disregarding, you know, our volunteers because we love our volunteer coaches in Fantastic our community program yep. and we can't do, and we, we have such a massive community program that we can't do it without them. And we are also going to be getting some of those community coaches, senior coaches involved within our community, uh, you know, training program as well too, because we do value, uh, those people. So it's, it's, um, yeah, it's just, it's just going to be, we don't know for sure who the coaches are. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take one more break here for the podcast, folks. So uh, bear with me as I garble our getting out of a commercial time slot or whatever. <laughs> so you've been listening to or you are listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. We'll be right back. This episode of Soccer Talk of the Park is sponsored by Icon Experience Photography, the SPDSA's official photographer. And we're back. Yes, the boardroom is full of people today. You're listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. Ah, questions, questions, questions. Nothing like live to Facebook yeah, to help thank us. Thank you uh, very much, everybody. This yeah. is, uh, you know, the, the engagement that you're having on, on, on Facebook here, questions is, is amazing. It really just helps us to, to get, you know, kind of things out as well, too. So great yeah, job. That and, uh, great you know, questions as well. May, maybe the next time you guys slide by the office, you can bring alcohol. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> we have lots here. Um, <laughs> oh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so a question from Susan, how many players will there be with uh, the technical coach? So um, I'll let you guys. I guess it's. Uh, Again, it's, it's availability yeah. of our technical leads and the staff. And the, yeah. gr and the groupings and as the well too, right? Yeah. So I, I would suggest that it's going to be, again, 20 players per pitch. Right. You will have a senior staff coach there now not a tech lead he'll he'll have technical abilities he'll just be a senior coach plus you will have either a tech lead or one of the directors on the on the field with the kids as well so basically the ratio will be 10 to 1 right. I'm, I'm thinking as far as that goes right. uh, and it could be a bit of cross action where within that 20 you're going to see that uh, the technical director or lead as well as the uh, senior coach so that's that's what it's looking like yeah, uh, Lisa, great question here. Uh, are you planning on screening pro uh, on a screening protocol for players prior to taking the field? Yes, yes, <laughs> and, and that's we we just walked through the uh, we were up at, at Millennium and the social distancing when you arrive the. Uh, how are you going to come up the stairs to get onto the pitch? The sanitizing station at the top of the stairs, the march out to where you place your bags and water bottle, the areas you'll be walked into to start your training session, um, how you exit the facility. There will be three exits set up up at Millennium. There are three exits there. So at the top of the stairs, when you come in, that is the only entrance. There are three other exits on the complex, and each field will be utilizing a different exit. Everyone will come down the pathway on the far, you know, I don't know north or south or east or west, but uh, I, I'm, I'm, this is all going to be laid out in the communication that we send out next week, early next week. So it'll have uh, a map of how things are going to go and how they're going to run. Uh, we have enough administration staff that'll be on the peripherals, just making sure everyone's keeping their social distancing. Everybody's using the hand sanitizing um, devices and stuff there. Uh, we'll have uh, equipment up there to be washing and hosing down the equipment. 
Um, the ask from the Phoenix side is to make sure every child brings their own ball uh, as well up there. And there'll be zero touching of equipment once you're there with the exception of your own ball. So you can't touch cones. Everything's going to be laid out and where it should be. So um, all of that will be finally walked through. We've also made a video today. So hopefully we'll have a video up on the website um, quite a few days before we get started. And I'm going to narrate that. So I'll be throwing bad comments and jokes in the whole thing. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It, but it'll give you a good idea of how to go, how to proceed, what direction we're going to go. Um, there won't be a video for SAP, but there will definitely be um, a layout uh, set up on, on where we go for SAP. Um, and I'll be honest, the, the city still hasn't given us which fields we're going to be on at SAP. We've requested one or, or two, and we're just waiting to hear back from them. So again, some of this stuff is still uh, a work in progress. So, I mean, some of these questions, they're all fantastic, but some of them we just can't answer right now. Most of them, most of them we've given an answer because we all like to talk. So <laughs> I got another question here from Angela. If you're registered for a tryout for outdoor, uh, are we registered? Uh, are we registered then? If no season, do we have to register again for indoor? Yes, you will have to register again for indoor, but your fees, uh, if we have no season, will be just transferred over to the indoor. Yeah, so I, be I believe if it's if you've signed up like that, as Charles has just said, you're 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 good to go for the for the outdoor. Mm -hmm. Does that make okay. sense? Indoor, indoor. Uh, unless you've unless you have paid. So if you registered for the for the outdoor season for for trial and you paid the full fees, uh, and you've um, you haven't asked for a refund, um, you can have the option of your fees being transferred over into the the next season to the uh, indoor season to the indoor yes. season yeah. yeah yeah but if you if you just register for the tryout so i think the tryout fee is twenty dollars if you just register registered for that uh, i believe that there was a you know what let's let's i'm gonna get our our lovely uh helper jordan to ask debbie that same question she might have a better answer for us on whether or not what was it whether or not say the, what was the question again? The tryout fee. The, the tryout, tryout fee. The tryout. So does the tryout fee constitute registration? I can hear her talking in yes, the background. Oh, okay. So yeah. you know, Angela, we'll, we'll get, you know, we'll we'll get, get back, back to you, Angela, yeah. before before this is up. And your question is on Facebook. Yeah, that's how we got it. So anybody who's put a question in that hasn't been answered, we will answer them online as well. So if you yeah. don't hear your answer tonight or right now, within the next day or two, you will get an answer. So hopefully you can peruse the, uh, the Facebook site again. Yeah, Harry, and, she's and clarified we'll sure. it is a tryout, just a tryout fee. Yeah. It's just yes. a tryout fee. Yeah. So, yeah, you'd have to re-register, I believe. Yes. Um, you would? You have okay. to re-register. Yeah. Uh, but if we haven't used the tryout fee, it'll just be transferred over to Okay. Them. Okay. Fair yeah. enough then. I, I mean, and again, we'll clarify that in the answer on online. And I know Debbie will get a chance to look at all these questions. And if, as well. and if, if Angela, if you're out, if you're listening there, if you're, if you want to be a part of this, if this, this return to train program, you can be a part of the return to train program because there's no evaluations, no tryout, your son or your daughter. I'm not sure uh, who it, who, who it is that you're looking to register. You can be a part of this program if you, uh, if you would like to for the, for the time being. Yeah, so if your tryout fee was for the, the Phoenix program, you can register with the Phoenix program now and we'll just get you going. Mm -hmm. So another question here uh, from Becky. Uh, it was mentioned in Monday's meetings that we had with the parents about a drop and go. Uh, will parents be allowed up onto the field uh, no. with the kids during this? I, You will not be allowed on the field. You can be up around the perimeter of the field so at Millennium, they've got the fencing around the outside. You will not be allowed inside the complex. Again, that's a government rule that's not ours. That's just the nature of the beast when it comes down to COVID. They don't want anybody else. They're only allowing X number of people inside the same space. And, and that's it. That's, it's the mandate coming from um, the Alberta Health Services. That's not even coming from... Uh, the ASA, that's coming directly from our government. Mm -hmm. So another question is, uh, what if you only paid uh, the tryout fee for the U11? Uh, do I need to register? For the indoor? Yes. yes. 
Is that for indoor or? or for this program as well for too? This yeah. program, yeah, yeah. For this program, if you're if you've only paid the tryout fee, you would and you want to be a part of this program. Well, and, and that's where I just want to double check because I, I, I'm pretty sure some yeah. of it was just to register. All you needed to put down was yep. the the tryout fee. Yeah, for outdoor. But if they haven't paid for the if they haven't paid for the the program, they would have to pay for the program. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I I would suggest that you are registered to be part of our program here. The difference would be that now you'd have to pay for the program that we're running. And we'll clarify all those questions because um, we are the tech guys. <laughs> so, uh, so we apologize if uh, some ball, bones, <laughs> I could kick. So we apologize if there's anything that we are getting wrong on the administration side of things. Uh, that is definitely not our forte. No, but that being said, I mean, a- any questions that you have that we haven't answered, um, we'll get them like answered. I say, we'll get them answered online and uh, we'll make sure that we touch base with everybody because I know sometimes people will come into a conversation, hear part of the conversation and uh, take what they've heard partway through as gospel when it's not. So we just want to make sure that um, people are okay. I see D leaning back. He's got Debbie on the opposite side of the glass there who's uh, trying to read the question and to make sure. Dee's leaving the room now. He's on his way out the door. Uh, oh, what's he grabbing? He's got a bottle of something out there. Uh, no, now I'm just winding you up now because it's Facebook Live. He's left the room. Now we can just chat. Paget, how's life? Oh, new student yeah. in here. Yeah. She just doesn't want to touch the microphone. <laughs> she was, she's been fantastic at writing down all these questions, which is a, an absolute super thing to do. I think we have a little clarification. All right, oh. D's got clarification. Woo-hoo. All right, so if you are, if you registered uh, just with the trout fee only, you are registered. Um, so all you would need to do is just, if you want to be a part of this return to train program, you are in. You are already registered. Awesome. So it would just mean paying off the difference of the um, correct the fees that, that and go if along you with and that. if you don't want to be a part of the of the program, you can move that tryout fee into the indoor season. Fantastic. That's just fantastic. I you hope everybody's what? tuning into the online videos as well we're putting out there. Yeah. I mean, and that's the other thing too. We're trying as a club to make sure that we get as much stuff and programming as we possibly can within the COVID guidelines and uh, trying to keep people active. I really do understand and all of us understand the... Uh, I, we're doing online stuff and we're, we're trying to get people interested and I know how tough it is because everything is online right now. So I know some kids are getting tired of it. Uh, parents are getting tired of it. Timing of it. Uh, it's on the computer, on the computer, on the computer. My or, dog's getting sick of me now. Uh, <laughs> she's the one filming you. That's why. Um, I love that. I love that, uh, that meme where the, the dog is, is up on the, on the top of the, the cupboards and the, in the uh, kitchen or whatever like that. There's the dog on the top of the of the cupboards in the kitchen and, and it's got like the, the daughter and the mom and the dad, they're all looking to like walk the dog, but every, everybody, <laughs> the, the dog has been, the dog's done. The dog's done with walks. No more walks. <laughs> yeah, too many. That's too funny. Um, uh, we've got, got a question. Good another one. We got time for uh, one more question. I mean, do you want to? We can go. We can go. Wow, this is gonna be a long, um, long podcast. Let's just energize a buddy tonight. Oh, this yeah. guy. <laughs> hey. No, because we have to answer. We have another question that we didn't answer. Fire away. So. No worries. Um, is community soccer for outdoor happening, and what does it look like? So, just like what we talked about, this is what our relaunch is going to be. So, we're doing this for both community and Phoenix. So, yeah. this is what our this is what we're offering. In the meantime, uh, we do not know anything yet about if we're going to have a regular season, like just games and games stuff and that, things like that. They, but at the moment, they're probably not going to happen. But there is that sliver of hope that uh, things will open up in regards to. Uh, the AHS uh, saying, yes, you can start having uh, games, whether they be small-sided or some kind of uh, format where you can go and and actually get some matches in. So, yes, this program, although, I mean, we're, we've sort of got different field locations for the most part, it's a, it's a, it's a combined thing. So it's Phoenix and community, and we're doing uh, a skill center-style program, uh, an academy-style program, so... Mm-hmm. Um, just going to get back to this question from Deanne. Um, what if your child got funding through kids sport? How does that work? So um, email the office um, and they will help you out. 
um, you'd have to go through the same process as you would to to get funding through Kids Sports. So you'd have to do, go through that same process. But uh, email the office. Rachel is here. Debbie's here. They will they'll make sure that they take care of you. Yeah. And uh, one other thing I want to throw out there and, and give everyone a shout out, though. Uh, the week of June 8th, so that's like two weeks away, uh, we will be having uh, a parent info night uh, on the 10th and the 11th of that week. So that's a, is it Tuesday, Wednesday? Uh, it's a Wednesday, Thursday. Okay, Wednesday and Thursday of that week. So that's the 10th and the 11th of June. We'll be having a parent info night uh, for the grassroots community side of things. Um, information will be coming out, uh, as well. So the similar thing that we did with the Phoenix program, where we had a a parent night and a meeting where you could ask questions, we'll lay out some information for you. We'll be doing the same thing for the community and grassroots side as well. So that's the 10th and the 11th of June, uh, two weeks away. Uh, The information will come your way as well. Uh, and then just to get back to this question as well, too, from Susan, can you still withdraw? Uh, yeah, we've we've said this, you know, from day one, from day one, yeah. that if you are looking for a refund at any moment, you totally can. Um, we're not here to, to no. take take your money. So. Uh, no, it's the full amount. It's, uh, you know, it's, we want to try and keep it right. The, 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 so if yeah. you're good to go ahead. Then yeah, there, there's a really process simple. behind it and we just follow the process. But yeah, there's we're not holding anything back. If you if you need to get it back, you need to get it back. So I've got another question here from Laura. Aside from the extra day, what will the difference be in the tech sessions between Phoenix and community? None. Um, well, the difference will be, um, you know, the the skill set of the player. Um, of obviously, the, yes, one day week uh, difference, but also the skill set of the player. So. Um, when we look at the older age groups, you know, the Phoenix program is going to be tier one, tier two, tier three. Uh, our community program is, is designated for tier four players. So the skill set of the, of the players in there, uh, the training sessions will be adapted for the community program and the Phoenix program for the, within the skill sets as well too. It'll be the same program that's been run there though. Let's be honest. Okay. If you are asking a question like that, you have to ask yourself, why am I playing? What am I doing in a sport? It's to improve. It's to get to the next level. If you're a person who wants to play at the Phoenix level or uh, beyond to the PDP level or beyond to university, to college, to maybe a pro level, you have to work. You have to work hard. It's the same thing in life, whether you have a job um, that re- you know requires you to go through a learning process. You want to work your hardest at that learning process so you can achieve the next level, so you can work your way uh, up to, to a level that's comfortable for you and a level that you want to be at. So when I hear questions around, I, I, I just want people to understand that when you do individual training and academy style or skill center style training, it's meant for you as an individual to increase your abilities, to increase your knowledge, to get better at a game that you want to achieve at, to help you get to that next level. Because if you're a young player and you think, yeah, one day I'd like to go to college and play, uh, we've got players in this room that play multiple sports that uh, know how hard it is to attain and to get to that next level. So if it's something that you want to do, this is the crucial time for you. This is a time frame where you can improve your game substantially without having to worry about, oh, I've only got this much time to train or, you know, because we're playing games or I, don't, I didn't learn enough here or there. Now's the time. You've got to have eight weeks to get the best training you can possibly get to improve yourself as an athlete and as a player. So it's, it's something I definitely would like to see everybody do. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I agree 100%. I know for our, our community players, you know, it, it is going to be a very, very different way to return to play um, for you because we know that we, we love our community players, love playing soccer games, love being involved sure. and things like that. And, and it's a, it's a different way to train. However, um, you know, the part of the game is, is the technical ability that you learn. Um, and in order for you to, to enjoy that game more, especially at any level, is, is to develop your technical ability. Um, you might only like or want uh, to play games. Yeah. However, you're, you're going to feel or have more success in those games if you develop your technical ability. So, yeah. um, you know, 
we we want that's what we want for our, our players both the community and and phoenix yeah. um that we want to develop and and we we want you to 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 be a part of it yeah hey listen we've got to wrap this up here oh, for oh my gosh got one more charles just gave it gave it to me so this question was was <laughs> um we got a couple more questions um in. To clarify, are you tiering Phoenix players for skill academy sessions? They will. There are no teams, so everybody is. When you register, you register for. Um, if you want to try out, you register for an age group, uh, and this is. I'm. I'm talking about U13 and up. All right, so this is U13 and up, where it's a where we are looking to tier anyways for a normal season this is not a normal season so if you are registered um u13 and up in tier three and you only want to be in tier three you will be go on you keep talking you, you will be with uh will will be within those caliber players if you register in tier one and you wanted to try out for tier one you will be looking to be grouped with those caliber of players we're not we're not tearing any anything or we're not trying to tear. No. Yeah. And and you know what guys and, and I know somebody else has got some more questions but we got to cut this off. We've got to we've got to close things down for other sessions that are going to be going on within here. So I want to thank everybody who's been watching us here on Facebook uh, live and uh, going to Facebook and you know keep the questions flowing there cuz we will answer them as we move forward. So for D Govender, for Charles O'Toole, for Debbie while she was in here and the helpers Jordan and Paige, thanks for coming. You've been listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. See you again soon. You've been listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. 